check this out. This is a three axis gimbal for doing steady shots. And uh, you can basically mount a camera to this and then what it does is it uses a battery and a series of motors in here to keep everything steady while you're shooting, hand holding, walking. So the idea of using this is that when I do vlog footage or I'm doing shooting handheld, that everything stays nice and smooth. So far, this seems to be working really well. I've got the Sony RX105 mounted to this, and uh, the steady shot on here is way better than what you get with the built-in image stabilization. Just saying. We'll talk about this when I've had a chance to get into it a little more, but as promised, today we're gonna do Q&A. So the other day, I put a post on the Art of Photography page on Facebook and open it up for questions. You guys can ask me anything because today I'm filming a Q&A. First up is Ashley Hoff who says, what do you see as more important, getting as much as possible correct in camera or having the skills to transform an image in post? I actually think the most important thing is having something to say as a photographer. Now I realize that's coming from an art perspective. If you're shooting product, you're probably not being asked to infuse creativity into the situation, or you might, I don't know. But honestly, I think a good idea is way more important than what you're doing with a camera, what you're doing in post. And I'll quote Laura Wilson on this, who I interviewed for the Artist Series, and when she said, forget the f-stops, forget the shutter speeds, you have to have something to say. And I think that really rings true. At least that's my philosophy. If you're, I realize there's different types of photography and if you're just doing something that's more documentational and you're just gonna break it down to these two things, I mean, yeah, they're both tools. Getting it as right as you can, or at least knowing what you're going to have in the end and shooting so you can do it easily in post, getting things right in the camera is really important because it's gonna save you a lot of time and a lot of grief down the road. Our second question is from Vicki Yates who writes, if you could only own one camera for the rest of your life, what would it be and would it be film or digital? If I could only shoot one camera for the rest of my life, it would definitely not be a digital camera. They date themselves in like a year. I mean, it's ridiculous, the rate of advancement with digital technology. If I could only shoot one camera, and I assume we're just talking about stills and we're gonna get video out of the equation. So stills only, one camera, the rest of my life, what would it be? I already have it, let me get it. This is a Nikon F3. I have done videos on this before. This is probably one of my favorite cameras ever made. Second close to this would probably be Hasselblad 501C or something like that uh, for medium format. But honestly, this is way more portable. It's this is just for me, I love this camera. It really works either in manual mode or aperture priority mode. And when you have a lens on here, you turn the collar to get the aperture. I love the Nikon F3, it is one of my favorite cameras ever made. And if I could only pick one to use the rest of my life, no question, Nikon F3. Is there a reason you don't review Fuji, will you, in the future? Uh, there is really no reason I've never reviewed Fuji. I just haven't used them. A lot of people speak very highly of Fuji. A lot of people who I respect their opinions and I think Fuji are probably doing something incredible. I just haven't got around to it yet. This next one is an excellent question. I'm really glad somebody asked this. In the artist series, did you notice differences in how photographers see the role of their cameras? I think it's interesting that many speak more of the cameras they shoot than with the pictures they take. And do you personally see cameras as tools or do they have more meaning to them? I assume that you're referring to photographers in general because actually in the artist series of the nine photographers that I interviewed for that, only two of them had cameras in the room when we were doing the interview. And then a third, Bill Wegman, uh, did some references to the Polaroid 20 by 24 and that was a really specific instance. But I'm glad you asked this because that's one of the things that I noticed when I was making these videos. And one thing that I'm really finding interesting about them is that it's what's not being said. 
And what's not being said is that the camera is a tool. It is a means, it is a vehicle to deliver the creative vision of the artist to bring that to life. And so that's really what a camera is. Now, it's easy for photographers, and I'm very guilty of this myself, to get caught up in the gadgetry of it all. I mean, when this video started, I was showing you a three-axis gimbal and I'm playing around with stuff. And that's fine, it's fun, we all do it. But when it comes down to actually creating something of value, that's when you need to have a vision. To quote Laura Wilson again, you know, forget the f-stops and shutter speeds, you have to have something to say, which is one of my favorite quotes this year. And, and I think it really brings the whole thing to heart. The, the exception to that was Bill Wegman, and he was talking about the Polaroid 20 by 24. And even at that, it wasn't so much the technical aspects of it. it. His point was is that he had a very specific camera that only a few people really had access to. It was expensive to shoot on, but he was able to do something that was really specific with it in that you're not shooting a negative, you're not shooting a digital file. Each image is a one of a kind. It is a unique work of art. And he was talking about the experience of using that. And I think maybe that is uh, probably an instance where a photographer may have been influenced by the equipment they were shooting on. But in general, I think it's really important to make that distinction. And I'm not saying technology is a bad thing. Technology enables us to do some amazing things. But at the heart of it all, the camera is a tool and you have to have something to say. What do you think about photography schools? Do you need a degree to be a photographer? I have talked about this somewhat before and it's a controversial subject. My personal feeling is, is that no, you don't need a degree as a photographer. In fact, photography schools are going to show you a part of the process that is not necessarily current up with the times. They're not gonna show you how to engage on social media. They're not gonna show you how to work to get your stuff in a gallery. They're not gonna train you on any of that. They're going to teach you photography. You don't have to have that, certainly. I think that if you do want that, then you already know it and you've already made up your mind. And if you're wondering, then I would actually hesitate to say whether that's for you or not. That's something that everybody has to determine on a very personal level. Uh, you certainly don't need it, but at the same time, I wouldn't discourage somebody from wanting to learn more and getting a formalized education, but it has no impact on your career whatsoever. Never expect it to. These next two questions are kind of the same thing, so I'm putting them together, but Andrew writes, do you have any tips for when you run into a creative rut, especially since I'm so busy with work and family lately, it's hard to just get out and shoot photos and video, and Amanda writes, how do you overcome quote-unquote photographer's block or find inspiration when everything seems uninspiring? How do you get out of a creative rut? This is something that I'm fascinated with because the whole idea of creative thinking and what we're doing with photo assignments and what we're going to be doing um, moving forward with those it's interesting to me because when I ran across a writer by the name of Edward de Bono, who has done an enormous amount of study about humans and creative thinking, and I will put the books in the show description below. I've recommended them before. There's um, Six Thinking Hats, and then there is Lateral Thinking, which actually is the book that I like a lot. And Edward de Bono has made the point that as humans, we tend to get into patterns when it comes to the way we think and the way we problem solve. So for instance, in the example that I've used before is if you're hungry, you know that there are several solutions. You got to go get food. So you can either go out to eat, you can go see what's in the fridge, or you know, you have a selection of choices before you that you know will lead to the result of you being full. Now, the problem is, is when it comes to creativity and creative thinking is that 
you can't do things the same way. You're expecting a new result. That's the whole idea of being creative is to create something new, something that hasn't been done before or something that has a personal spin on something. And so it's really hard to have strategic ways to just meet that end goal. And so what Edward de Bono says in a lot of his writings is, is in order to get better at this, what we have to do is find ways to shake up the systematic problem solving that our brains naturally want to do to get to an end result. So for photography, this could be, I'm going to go shoot landscapes. And if you kind of feel like you're in a creative rut and you're shooting the same thing all the time, it could be as simple as trying a new location. It could be as simple as trying a different time of the day. I mean, I'm overgeneralizing and these are really simple um, examples, but it just depends on what you're doing. If you like to shoot people, shake that up somehow. Um, if you feel like you're shooting the same portraits, let's say you have a lighting setup that you use, well then stop using lighting, use natural lighting, use what's available, go shoot at a weird time of day. Try to experiment and get yourself out of doing something. The other thing, and essentially what I'm saying here too, is that just putting yourself to work will usually start to solve that. The problem is, is when you get in a creative rut, it usually means you don't want to pick up the camera and you don't want to go out. And I think it's a matter of finding ways to be inspired again in doing that and trying new things. But anyway, check out Edward de Bono. He is the man. How do you deal with hate comments on your photos? It's something everyone has to go through as a photographer to receive a negative slash hate comment on some of their photographs. I wonder if there's a right way to reply back or handle the situation. The classic age-old internet question, how to deal with haters. I have done YouTube for eight years. I have posted on Instagram as long as it's been around, Facebook, Twitter, I've done it all. Believe me, I have seen it all. And unfortunately, this is part of the nature of the internet, of people sitting behind a computer screen under a fake username and goofy profile picture. And sometimes there is a small number of people that feel that it's kind of like people sitting in traffic and yelling at other cars. It's like they would never do that to someone's face. They'd say, excuse me, if somebody cut them off, but their car cut them off. And because of that separation, they would say things they normally wouldn't say in real life. And so that does exist. There are plenty of armchair generals on the internet. It is just part of the nature of it. Having said that, let's back up a second. And there are two ways that we perceive the world. There are facts and there are opinions. And it's amazing to me how many adults in the 21st century mix those two things up. But here's the difference. Right now, I am recording a video. At this point in time, I am recording a video. The camera's on, I am talking to you. You were seeing this as evident. It happened, it's a fact. You may like this video and that is your opinion. You may also completely hate this video and that is your opinion too. And it's okay to have a difference of opinion. Opinions aren't facts, they're just how people feel or interpreting a situation or an object or a photograph or whatever that is. And the fact that we have different opinions are what makes us interesting as people, believe it or not. And so I don't expect everybody to like everything that I've done. In fact, I know that there are people that are going to hate what I do and that's okay. That is their right. Now, when they express themselves, it becomes a little different and I understand this. Our attention is immediately drawn to things that are going to be critical in nature. And there is a difference between constructive criticism and then flat out hate. I mean, there definitely is. And constructive criticism can help you. When people say things like, you know, your video was really shaky and the audio was hard to hear, those are things that, okay, well, that's an experience I need to at least look into and see if there's something I can do about it. Use a tripod, better microphone, whatever. That's fine. Somebody may look at your photograph and they may something say something that sounds harsh like, Interesting photo, too bad you blew the highlights. Well, it's kind of a snarky way of putting it, depending on how you interpret reading that. 
And you may agree with it or not. You may think, you know what, I did that on purpose, so screw you, and you move on. Or you may think, hey, I'm gonna kind of pay attention to that as we move along and see if I can improve my work over it. And that's one thing. Hate is a very different thing. Casey Neistat did a wonderful video on this, and he was a lot harsher than I'm being right now. Haters are losers. And I'm talking about people who are just being ugly for the sake of being ugly. People that you would throw out of your home if they said what they were saying to your face. This is just, I mean, it's unfortunate and it happens. And these are people that their creative existence, or I have the feeling that they're sitting online somewhere and they like the idea of photography. So that's why they're checking your stuff out to begin with. And they like the idea of creating things and putting them online and sharing them. But their whole existence of creativity is sitting behind a computer screen and clicking a like button, which is miserable, but they're miserable. And that's why they're doing it. That's the unfortunate part of it because our attention is taken away from the 20 people up there on your thousand view photo or video that said really nice things that you could start to have relationships with and engage with and become friends with some of those people. We put all this aside to focus in on the one or two tools that come in there to be negative. That's the unfortunate part. But you know, the thing that helps me the most when I'm having trouble with stuff like that, and it's something that will give you much thicker skin in the end, is I stop and I try to think of all of the really important things that have happened to me over the last eight years as a result of making stuff and sharing it online. The relationships that I have with people, some people that I met at a meetup or we just know each other through comments and somehow we become friends in real life. I know some amazing people and that's how we met. If I look at the experiences that I've had in the last year, when I did my Rewind 2016 video and I was talking in the last video about how that was something I never thought I'd be able to do. And I think of all those really, really positive experiences. And then you realize that your attention is going over to just one person who just decided to be tacky. I, you know, it, it, it's worth every bit of it. And when I think what would have happened if like early on I was so worried about comments and what other people thought that I didn't pursue the show and I didn't do 500 plus videos for this channel and I didn't put the thousands of images online that I've posted. If I hadn't done all those things, my life would be a lot different right now and it just, it, it, it's worth it. That's the bottom line. So you can't let the haters get you down. You absolutely have to get in there and you have to, to, to make a go at it and you've got to put your best forward and do your best work. This is hard and it's something that everybody who creates things and shares them online have to deal with at some time or another. Don't get distracted and definitely stay focused. These were some excellent questions. Um, I'm going to do another show uh, because there were a lot of questions that got into the area of how do you get into the gallery world and how does all that work and careers and things. So I want to do those separately. And I want to say one thing about Facebook really quick. And there's a little bit of an issue that has kind of presented itself. So Facebook 101 here, you have a profile and that's when you go have your profile and you put all your stuff and friend your friends and stuff like that. And then you can create a page. I have a profile, the art of photography is a page that's on there. And so what happens is I post things on the art of photography, but people haven't liked it yet and they're not aware that it's there. And so I cross post over on my personal profile. And what ends up happening then is we have two separate threads for Q&A, we have two separate threads for sharing photos, and then I have to go check in in multiple places and it becomes kind of cumbersome and weird. So. I am going to not be posting stuff on my personal profile that has to do with the art of photography. So if you have friended me on Facebook and we're Facebook friends, 
you're going to miss Art of Photography stuff if you don't go over to the Art of Photography page and actually like that. I will put the link in the description below up here. You should know where it is, facebook.com slash The Art of Photography. So just to give you a heads up, I'm not going to continue posting in both places. So if you want to participate in the discussions and all that stuff, that's what you need to do. And um, anyway, that's all I got for today. Um, if you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest. I'll see you guys in the next video. Till then, later.